This is a Federal News Network podcast. Maryland is among the states with the highest concentration of federal employees, agencies, and contractors. That's why for Democratic Senator Ben Cardin, the drafting of the emergency stimulus bill signed last Friday by President Trump was especially important. Senator Cardin joins me now. How are you this morning? We're all struggling, but we're all going to get through this. You can't telework, though, as a senator, right? I mean, there's no votes without being there, correct? Well, that's correct. As of now, we are now out till April the 20th for a combination of the fact that we were in during our last break and we have the Easter Passover break. So we're, we're off now to April 20th unless we need to act before then. But it's unclear what happens on April the 20th. Do we return? And we can't do group meetings, so we can't have committee hearings. We can't get together to do our normal uh, strategizing. So only reason we would commingle would be on the floor to vote. And a lot of us are saying, why don't we do that remotely? Because it's not difficult for me to get to Washington. But if you're living in California, that means you got to commute across the country, which is something we don't want to see happen. So it's unclear whether we will find some way to telecommute, including voting. Uh, the House would like to do it and their leadership's in favor of it. The Senate would like to do it, but our leadership on the Republican side is against it. So we'll see what happens. I guess there are technological means that would work. I think some of these Zoom or WebEx meetings, you can have 100 people and you could actually see one another. From an integrity point of view, they could see me, uh, the clerk or the person who's recording the vote could actually see me and hear me and get my vote. And if we want to have interaction from the point of view of debate, we could do it on Zoom also. So there, the technology is there. That's not the problem. It's the traditions of the Senate more than it is the technology. And looking at some of the issues, there has been talk with respect to a possible fourth bill. Have you thought about that? Has the Senate thought about it? And what could be the subject of another bill related to the pandemic. There clearly will be a fourth bill and there'll be a fifth bill and there'll be a sixth bill and probably a seventh bill before we're finished because there's still a lot of unforeseen issues concerning COVID-19 as it relates to our health needs, as it relates to our economy and unforeseen other areas that we don't even know about yet. We don't know how long this is going to last. So there'll be other bills that we have to take up. I think COVID-19, the third stimulus, was so large that we need a little bit of time to see its impact from the point of view of both the health and the economy. We need to be able to act immediately on health. On the economy, I think we have to see how well these tools are, are operating, then look at what we need next. Clearly, from the, from the Democrats in the House, there were areas in this stimulus bill that they wanted to do differently. So they're anxious to build on those additional points for the next bill. But it will take weeks before we get to the next bill, uh, unless, again, something develops that requires us to act quickly. Now, the bill did put some pretty heavy burdens on the Small Business Administration, the IRS, and other federal agencies. What's the plan for making sure that they're on the job, on the ball, the oversight part of all this? Tom, thank you for that question. I've been in touch with the administrator at the Small Business Administration. I, I was responsible as the lead Democrat on the Small Business Committee for helping to develop the small business provisions of the stimulus bill, along with uh, Chairman Rubio, uh, the Republican chair of, of the committee. Uh, we've been in conversations with the SBA 
we are extremely pleased by the prompt turnaround time in getting information out on how to apply for this $377 billion of relief for small businesses in order to protect their workforce. So starting this week, uh, applications are being processed. We hope next week you'll actually see checks uh, delivered uh, to small businesses through the banks or financial institutions in regards to the payroll protection program, which is the loan forgiveness of up to eight weeks of payroll, some other expenses, as well as the emergency loans and grants that are available through the SBA through their website. We've given the SBA significant increase in resources for their administrative capacity so they can respond to this, and they have accepted the challenge. And we hope now that we'll see this rolled out in the next few days. And what about the IRS? Because they maybe affect more Americans with what they've got to do. The IRS has also additional resources that have been made available for the administration of the IRS. That's important. You know, we recognize these missions carried on by federal workers are challenging under normal times. Now it's even more challenging. Uh, We've had a real challenge dealing with this administration to make sure that we got the resources for telecommuting so that people can be safe during COVID-19. And we've got to make sure they have the resources to carry out these new responsibilities. Uh, It it is mammoth. The IRS is going to be responsible for sending out these checks to every taxpayer in this country, every Social Security recipient in this country, $1,200 per person plus $500 per child. They have other responsibilities, including new provisions in the tax code to help employers preserve their employment through a retention credit. There's been changes in the dates in which uh, returns have to be filed, but that information has to get out to the taxpayers. So the burden on the IRS has been multiplied uh, as far as the the amount of work they're going to need to do, and they need to do it through telecommuting to the extent possible. So, uh, yes, uh, we, we need to recognize that our federal workforce is on the front line. and They have to have the support they need in order to carry out these responsibilities. We're speaking with Maryland Senator Ben Cardin. And what have you been hearing from federal contractors? Because, you know, Maryland has a large population of federal contractors, a lot of them in the biotech area. What are you hearing and what are they? What are their pain points? Well, one of the uh, points that I raised during the uh, passage of this most recent bill is that we need to recognize that federal contractors are not going to be able to perform on time their contracts uh, with the federal government because of COVID-19. And we need to provide relief in the bill. And we did. We provided a relief on the on the time areas of performing federal contracts. We provided uh, the wherewithal that contracts can be uh, equitably adjusted in order to deal with the extra costs uh, as a result of COVID-19. We provided provisions where we can pay the uh, leave for uh, contract workers that are not able to work because of federal facilities uh, not being available uh, to to work at. So we have provided significant relief for our federal contractors, recognizing that uh, COVID-19 prevented them from carrying out uh, their responsibilities according to the terms of the contract, and that we needed to provide financial assistance to make sure they were not disadvantaged. And backing up a moment, I mean, before the coronavirus pandemic really hit, the Senate and the House were at least nominally concerned with the 2021 appropriations process. The administration did get its proposal out. Lots of disagreement over that. How do you think this is going to affect 
the long-term operations of both Congress and getting the government funded for next year? Well, Tom, I would like to tell you that the, the president would have a new appreciation for our federal workforce, but I doubt that will be the case. Uh, we've seen it over and over again, uh, what this administration has done in regards to workers' rights in regards to federal employees as it related to developing guidelines before this crisis on telecommuting, where we had tremendous challenge. And the government was late uh, to um, to announce the telecommuting in regards to the COVID-19 issues. Look at their budget. Their budget is outrageous. It's a dis- it shows just such a disrespect for the federal workers and the public service that they are committed to. So fortunately, we have bipartisan support in Congress to reject the president's blueprint and his budget and to provide the necessary resources to our agencies to carry out these responsibilities. But I do think there will be a better appreciation for our dedication of federal workers through this crisis because many have to show up because their services can only be done um, in person. Others have been extraordinary in the way that they have carried out the the essential missions of the federal agencies through uh, telecommuting. uh, And now many are getting additional uh, responsibilities. I, I can mention the Census Bureau. Because uh, uh, this is census time, and they got to carry out their work under very, very difficult circumstances. So I hope there's a, a appreciation for what the men and women who are our federal workers, what they do every day, and that Congress will provide the the resources and tools they need in order to carry out their public service for the people of this country. So does that mean the Senate will get its appropriations bills done on time for 2021? Well, we have a definition of one time that is different than everyone else's definition of one time. We're supposed to get every appropriation done for a 12-month period uh, starting by October 1. Will we meet that deadline? Very, very unlikely. This is an election year, and I think it's unlikely we would get all of our appropriations bills done. We should. I think we'll get many of them done. I do think that there is a sense uh, among the appropriators and among the members that we would like to get full-year appropriations done on time so we can give predictability to the American people on our federal agencies. Maryland Senator Ben Cardin, thanks so much for joining me. Tom, it's a pleasure to be with you. And again, I want to send my thanks to all those people who are serving our country as federal workers. You do yeoman work. We recognize that. Sometimes we have a difficult way of showing our appreciation, but we appreciate everything you do for the American people. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus. Visit our special resources page at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, Always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Love Target? Well, you're about to love it even more. With Target's Red Card Debit Card, you'll save 5% every Target trip on top of everyday low prices, in-store and online. Debit Red Card links from your existing bank account. Visit Target.com slash Red Card to get all the details. Restrictions apply.